Welcome to New in Nashville. This is your host, Elam Freeman. I'm a commercial real estate broker and yoga instructor based in Nashville, Tennessee, and I am a Nashville native who has spent time living in Los Angeles and Washington, D.C. I have also traveled to all 50 states and visited nearly every U.S. metropolitan city bigger than Nashville. I am crazy about Nashville's growth and want natives, newcomers, and tourists to have the knowledge they need to keep up with our city's pace. This episode of New in Nashville is sponsored by Nashville Fit Magazine, Nashville's first and only magazine focused on keeping our residents fit, healthy, and active. As a go-to source for all things health and wellness in Music City, Nashville Fit Magazine is a lifestyle publication running stories on gyms, personal trainers, nutritionists, dietitians, and more. I personally love the way they have created events to bring Nashville's fitness community together in a way that didn't priorly exist. Connect with them online at NashvilleFitMagazine.com or on Instagram at NashvilleFit. For this week's episode, I interviewed four different couples based in Nashville. The thing that these couples all have in common is that one spouse or fiancé owns a Nashville food business and the other owns a Nashville-based fitness company or is heavily involved in that community. I asked each couple the same questions and each gave dynamic answers that inspired me and I think will inspire you too. Part of the reason I started the podcast is because since moving back to Nashville, I've met so many passionate people putting their blood, sweat, and tears into bringing the city something unique. Being involved in the fitness scene through teaching yoga and the food and beverage industry with my real estate work, I found a pattern and synergy between the two industries and noticed many shared connections between the two. One couple I interviewed was Jake and Liz Vile. Jake started a cookie delivery company called Jake's Bakes that was recently bought out by a cookie brand called Tiff Streets that is quickly expanding across the country. Jake's wife, Liz, is a co-owner in Nashville Paddle Co. and the founder of a local yoga nonprofit called Small World Yoga. At the same time Jake's Bakes was getting acquired, Small World has been in the process of opening up their first yoga studio. They're opening in a space that was donated to them by a foundation who has noticed a positive impact Small World has had on the community. For more information on Liz and Small World, I recommend checking out a recent Faces of Nashville article that Style Blueprint did on her. The next couple I interviewed was Kelly and Chris Carter. Kelly co-owns Shakti Power Yoga with locations in Nashville and Athens, Georgia with her sister Lauren. Chris owns Porter Road Butcher, which specializes in sourcing quality local meat from sources they can trust. Porter Road recently also launched an online business so that their meat can be shipped all over the country. The next couple on the show is Austin and Ashley Ray. Austin is the owner of A. Ray Hospitality, which includes all three ML Rose locations, the Sutler Saloon, the Billiards, and Von Elrod's Beer Garden and Sausage House. He is also a partner in Cinema Restaurant. Ashley is owner of Habitat Yoga, which is an endeavor to bring yoga directly to home, workplace, or school environments and give people the opportunity to pause, to move, to breathe, and to connect with their inner selves. 
In particular, Ashley focuses on kids and family yoga classes. The fourth couple I interviewed was Maddie Turin and Wesley Adams. Maddie has worked for Fresh Hospitality in the past and now works as a creative strategist for Strategic Hospitality. Although she does not have her own company, she has multiple freelance clients who she has met through her involvement in the Nashville F&B scene. Maddie also teaches yoga at Shakti. Maddie's fiance, Wesley, co-owns Bare Bones Butcher, which recently opened on 51st Avenue in the Nations. The first question I asked the interviewees is what they believe the overlap between food and beverage and fitness is in Nashville, and if they have any favorite events that incorporate both communities. Liz Vile said she believes that the overlap is young people with disposable income and a quickly growing city that has a need for both things. She mentioned the Music City Yoga Festival, which is Small World Yoga's annual fundraiser, as an event that incorporates both communities. This event occurs every November, and I personally think it is the best way to experience some of the city's best yoga instructors and some of the city's more casual eateries, particularly if you are looking for a central spot to go to try some of Nashville's healthier fare. When asked a question about overlap between food and fitness in Nashville, Kelly Carter expressed that in regards to the growing number of gyms and eateries, she thinks business owners in both spheres are partnering together to help each other grow and to provide clients with new experiences. For example, Kelly's studio, Shakti Power Yoga, partners regularly with L.A. Jackson on Saturdays for rooftop yoga and mimosas and with EIO and The Hive for Sunday brunch classes. She also alluded to the yoga classes held by Small World at the Richland Farmers Market. In the future, Kelly's goal is to provide yoga at the National Food and Wine Festival, which sounds like an awesome combo to me. When asked about the overlap, Austin Ray said that he sees a gap. He elaborated by saying, Most dining outlets, including my own, are in the entertainment space. In the entertainment space, a lot of Nashville tends to reach for comfort items and indulgences. Changes are apparent, though. More people are choosing healthier items and eating what makes them feel good in the moment and beyond the moment. One of our biggest criteria for items for an upcoming menu change at ML Rose is, can I eat this every day? Being so close to the Greenway at ML Rose Capital View and Von Elrod's has us targeting cycling groups for our marketing efforts too, with early success. I think we could have a hell of a tabletop yoga class on those huge wood tables at Von Elrod's. Austin's wife, Ashley, said that she thinks food and beverage providers are more and more aware of Nashville's love of fitness opportunities, and they're trying to bring those on site. We have a lot of yoga and breweries and restaurants that sponsor 5Ks and have meetups for the local sports league. However, I do agree with Austin that it also feels like our food and beverage scene is falling short on healthy, delicious, and cost-effective options that would appeal to the fitness-conscious Nashvillian. There are a lot of juice bars with grab-and-go options and a few forward-thinking health-focused restaurants, but it seems like restaurants that focus on healthier offerings don't do very well or don't make it. Ashley mentioned attending a full-moon yoga class on the rooftop at Acme that she said was pretty spectacular. 
Maddie and Wesley named the Nashville Veg Fest and Nashville Fit Magazine events as additional places that incorporate food and health and wellness. I certainly have to agree with the sentiments expressed by our interviewees. In other cities, I've experienced health and entertainment going hand in hand. Companies like SoulCycle are partnering with trendy food brands like Momofuku to bring riders more health-conscious options. In other cities, you can also find more upscale restaurants providing a multi-course dining experience that are more veggie-forward or health-focused. If you are traveling and looking for restaurants in this category, I would recommend Dirt Candy or P.S. Kitchen in New York City and Gracias Madres and Plant Food and Wine in L.A. One of my favorite events incorporating health and delicious food is Daybreaker Nashville. Also follow L.A. Jackson and EIO and the Hive as two restaurants leading the way in health and fitness partnerships. The next question I asked is whether each individual always knew they wanted to be entrepreneurs or whether it took the entrepreneurial spirit of their significant other to encourage them to take the leap. For the Viles, their entrepreneurial journeys happened more or less at the same time. It's not something either of them had planned on back in college when they first started dating. They both started in sports, journalism for Jake, and PR and marketing for Liz. For the Carters, Chris started Porter Road Butcher a year before Kelly started Shakti, which definitely gave her more courage to open Shakti Power Yoga with her sister Lauren. Kelly says she saw how he was doing what he loved with his good friend and business partner and how they were creating something really unique. Chris says he had a hard time working for others, so he felt he had no other option. Additionally, he saw a demand for, but no supply, of the product they provide. As for Austin Ray, he told us, I always questioned everything since I was a kid. I'm just wired that way. When I graduated from college, the big companies I got interviews with didn't like me, and I didn't like them. A year later, I was opening Bar 23 with Ben Goldberg, and it was on from there. Ashley said that it definitely took Austin's example of entrepreneurship for her to even consider that as an option. She worked in marketing for years at agencies and in-house with a chain of private preschools before she branched out on her own. Like Chris Carter, she saw a demand for her service and no one else was bringing the service to the kids in Nashville, which also helped give her the confidence to step out on her own. Ashley also acknowledged that she has a much lower threshold for risk than Austin, so opening a totally mobile yoga company with almost no overhead felt safe enough to give her the push into entrepreneurship. Wesley and Maddie actually met working at Chris Carter's Porter Road Butcher. Out of all the couples I interviewed, they are the newest to entrepreneurship, which provided a unique perspective. They got me thinking about the importance of both individuals in a relationship having an entrepreneurial mindset, even if one person does not own their own business. They are in the midst of planning their wedding and expressed that the ability to respect and understand each other's schedules in the midst of many changes has been key. The next question I asked the couples was whether there are other entrepreneurial couples in Nashville that have inspired them or have served as role models for them. The Viles didn't mention any other couples, but said that they have been lucky enough to have great people supporting them the whole way. For Jake, Flavor Catering helped him get his start sharing their kitchen space late night, 
And for Liz, there have been a variety of community leaders from yoga studio owners to fellow founders and executive directors of local nonprofits that have given her inspiration. The Carters say they look up to Tom Morales, who owns the Southern, Acme, Woolworths on 5th, and Finn and Pearl, and Jennifer Maisley, owner of EIO and The Hive. Kelly says that they model what it's like to be successful business owners and also take the time to connect with people and that she loves seeing them practice together at Shakti. She also mentioned Tom and Cordra Harrington, who are owners of The Bun Company, as very helpful and good advisors for Porter Road Butcher when they first open. Kelly also mentioned Dan and Ellen, owners of Sweet 16, who are also both hard workers and have created their business together. Kelly's sister, Lauren, co-owner of Shakti Power Yoga, and James O'Brien serve as Kelly and Chris's travel partners and adventure companions. James used Kickstarter to launch his first business, Shave Face, and is now a large part of a startup called Placemat that does private dinners and catering. Austin Ray said that he can't count the number of people on one hand who have inspired him in both the restaurant and real estate segments. Mark and Sherry Deutschman, who respectively started Village Real Estate and Letter Logic, came to mind for him first. To learn more about Mark and Sherry's story, I would suggest picking up a copy of Mark's book, One Mile Radius. Ashley recommended the Entrepreneurs Organization in Nashville as a community that her and Austin are both a part of that has many entrepreneurial couples as members. As a younger business owner, Wesley Adams mentioned Emmy and Lee of Inner Light Yoga and Tony and Caroline Gavin of Nikki's Coal Fired who have started businesses in the last few years. In my conversation with Maddie and Wesley, we discussed the pros and cons of being an entrepreneurial couple in the same venture versus separate ventures. While this episode is focused on couples doing the latter, the conversations brought my attention to couples who co-own a business. Though Maddie is not a partner in Bare Bones Butcher, she has been very involved doing all of their graphic and web design work, so Wesley and Maddie have definitely dipped their toes in some co-entrepreneurism. Next, I asked the interviewees what the most challenging part about being an entrepreneurial couple is. For the Viles, the most challenging thing is putting each other before their work. They both could easily work on their businesses 24-7. In the past, it has also felt like their work schedules didn't overlap much. Liz says in the first few years, she would finish her 9-to-5 job or teaching an evening yoga class, and Jake would be going in to run the cookie delivery business and not get home until 1 a.m. Then he might get a weekend off, and Liz would be living out at the lake with her paddleboard business. Liz said slowly she has been able to hire great people in order to achieve better balance. The Carters echoed the sentiment that schedules are the most difficult part. They feel like they are always on and working. However, they express that this is a season of their life and that they have the time to do it and are still both in early stages of their businesses and have big visions for their futures. The Rays gave similar answers when asked about their biggest challenge. However, they did mention that entrepreneurship is cyclical, so there are times they are more like two passing ships in the night than others. 
Because of the irregularity of schedules, they both express the importance of communication and weekly meetings. Wesley and Maddie shared similar sentiments about differing schedules being the most difficult thing, particularly when they are in the middle of planning a wedding and honeymoon. Next, I asked the couples what work-life balance or work-life integration looks like for them and if they have any tactics for preventing burnout even when they are pursuing their passions. The Viles said they make an effort to find time to go on a walk with their dogs and have dinner with friends. They have also gotten good at going full speed ahead and knowing the crazy times of year for their businesses, but making sure they strategically plan before or after. For example, they have a pattern of taking a spring vacation after they get through crazy Valentine's Day in the cookie kitchen and after wrapping up winter yoga trainings, but before paddleboard season gets busy. Kelly Carter said that her and Chris love to travel, so they balance out the work with traveling together and with their families. She prevents burnout by continuing her education in yoga. She loves going to trainings and also continuing to grow by leading teacher trainings and leading international yoga retreats. Chris's new online platform, porterroad.com, feels like a brand new business and he is learning new things every day about what it takes to grow PR nationally. When asked a question about work-life balance, Austin said, what's that? I love what he went on to say and think it is wise advice for anyone starting their own business. For a long time, I tried to keep business and personal life totally separate. In reality, it was because in my 20s, I was uncomfortable with the quality and success happening in my first restaurant projects, and I wanted to block that out to enjoy my time away from them. What works much better is having work set up as something where success is available on a day-to-day basis, so it feels good to lean into work more and have it happening in tandem with home life. This does not come easily in my experience. While coming from a different angle, Ashley also provided some wise advice. She said, For me, it means defining a stopping point. Sometimes it's necessary to keep doing work after hours, but it also can easily slip into an every-night habit when you work from home throughout the day and don't have a clear stop time. Sometimes when Austin's really busy and working late at our house, my natural instinct is to think, oh well, I guess I could be working too. There's always plenty to work on with your own business. But lately I've been really striving to mindfully decide when I'm done working for the day. She goes on to say that she prevents burnout by sleeping a full eight hours, pausing to lean on Austin, her team of teachers, and her family for support, and a lot of good self-care. Even when she's going 100%, she tries to stay really mindful and present as she takes a hot shower or snuggles with their kitties. She also goes to acupuncture and occasionally sees a therapist. And she says even 10 minutes of meditation can be a game changer for her. Thank you, Austin and Ashley, for your honesty in these answers. I think listeners will really benefit from this transparency. Maddie shared the difficulty but the importance of saying no to things. For her, preventing burnout means not biting off more than she can chew, sticking up for herself, and giving herself time to do things for herself. As an owner who is still in the first year of opening, Wesley is 
going full throttle and really spoke to the importance of seasons, echoing what Austin mentioned about entrepreneurship being cyclical. Right now, he is in a busy season, but they have intentionally planned in such a way that allows him to put every ounce of himself into his business now so that they can enjoy a honeymoon once the business has been open for a calendar year. Next, I asked the interviewees where they saw holes in our market. I wanted to know what they think Nashville is lacking in fitness and food and beverage. This question evoked some similar answers to the question about the overlap between food and fitness. Chris Carter said that there is a shortage of support staff and line cooks for all their new restaurants entering the market. He also mentioned that he would love to see a space like Chelsea Market in New York City or Pont City Market in Atlanta come to Nashville. He also mentioned that Nashville is lacking sidewalks and that he would love to see more people walking instead of driving. Ashley thinks Nashville could really use some strong dance cardio. She referenced Body by Simone and 305 Fitness in New York, where the whole class is just a big choreographed dance party and you get a fantastic workout. So far, there is nothing in Nashville that really offers anything similar. Austin said he really enjoys cycling and that he is happy to see more bike lanes on the roads. He loves seeing the greenways grow and is excited to see where that's going. Austin said he is more of a weekend rider, but he knows people who are actually commuting daily by bike. For Austin, it's a great way to get the blood and brain flowing. He went on to say, it keeps me honest after I've had a couple drinks. Kind of a consumption self-limiter when you know you have to ride home. As a side note, if this sounds familiar to you, my friend Ben Holmes organizes an annual bike and brew event That is a great time for those who join Austin, me, and others in our city who share a love for recreational biking and appreciate a good craft brew. This year's ride is April 21st, so be sure to check out our social media channels for all the details. Maddie and Wesley commented on the cuisines they see missing in our city. Maddie said she is pretty satisfied, but having studied abroad in Barcelona, she wishes there were more Spanish options. She also thinks we could see more variety in our Japanese offerings. Wesley is from Louisiana and would like to see some more Cajun food. He also would like to see more places that offer a good sandwich, naming Mitchell's, Clausen's, and Tower Deli as some of the only good spots operating in this space. I particularly echo the sentiments about markets, more experiential fitness, and the need for better opportunities to walk and bike. Some of my favorite things to do when visiting other cities include visiting food halls, renting alternative transportation, which usually means a local bike share program, and trying local fitness classes. I've recently developed an obsession with food halls and have found these halls exist not only in much larger cities, but also in more comparably sized or smaller cities such as Portland, Tulsa, St. Louis, and Raleigh. These halls are even popping up in more suburban neighborhoods such as Alpharetta, Georgia. In my opinion, there is no better way to experience the culinary genius of a city in one fell swoop. My husband and I recently went to Krog Market in Atlanta and were able to order from three different restaurants to really get a taste of different culinary offerings from different restaurateurs in the city. On the transportation side, we enjoyed trying out Ophodoclus bikes in Seattle last fall. 
OFO has now dropped their bikes on Vanderbilt's campus as an initial test in the Nashville market. A friend also recently told me about bird scooters, which are a similar phenomena and recently popped up in Santa Monica. On the fitness front, I recently discovered City Surf Fitness in Denver and New Orleans, and I'm looking forward to trying out Y7 Yoga next time I am in New York City or Los Angeles. Next, I asked the couples about their next entrepreneurial venture, either together or separately. As I mentioned in the intro, Jake's Bakes was recently part of a major merger with Tiff's Treats, so Jake Vial will now take on a position managing and growing the Nashville market, including his original store. Liz has been working on opening Nashville's first nonprofit yoga studio, which opened April 7th. Small World also has some exciting things on the horizon with trainings and growing their school partnerships. Kelly said Shakti is working on putting together yoga retreats with sustainable menus and finding a second location. With Porter Road's recent launch online, business development will be focused in that arena. For Ashley Ray, she is currently working on getting Habitat Yoga to an even stronger place. Right now, they are in 15 schools and are really able to impact the kids that they work with. Ashley said the kids are learning to use their breath to help regulate their emotions, and they're feeling really positive and excited about the movement and poses in a non-competitive way. And they're taking the lessons off their mat to impact how they handle stress and change. It's amazing. Ashley said her next goal is to see if she can both expand Habitat's impact wider to more kids and deeper with the kids who have experienced real trauma and don't have a strong network of support. Commenting on the topic I discussed earlier as to whether entrepreneurial couples desire to pursue dreams together or separately, Ashley states that she thinks Austin's brilliant and would love to work with him on something in the future, but right now it makes more sense for their worlds to be separate. Austin said that he is definitely in a cycle of finding stability after ML Rose Capital View and Von Elrod's open late last year. Working on efficiency, balance, and family are what 2018 is all about for him. I also asked the couples if talking about work at home was something they found productive. The Vile said they talk about work all the time, expressing that when you love what you do, it very much becomes your life. When they had corporate jobs, they didn't talk much about work, but now it's what inspires them. The Carters say they talk a lot about their work. They bounce ideas off each other, talk about hard conversations they had to have, and discuss the responsibilities and opportunities that come with being a business owner. Ashley Ray admitted that knowing how much to talk about work at home is a bit of a struggle. At home, she said they definitely celebrate each other's successes and offer support for the hard moments, but it's hard to bring the day-to-day home and give each other updates. She said that often, by the time Austin gets home, he's too exhausted with work to talk about much of anything. So they usually set aside time on Monday mornings for a little family meeting, updates from the last week, and highlights for the week ahead. The last two questions I asked these couples were more lightning round and surface level but nonetheless interesting to hear answers as all of these couples are well-traveled, have good palates, and enjoy supporting local businesses. When asked about their ideal spot for a date night, the Viles said they met in Texas, 
so they can be found eating tacos and drinking margaritas at various places around town. For travel, they usually opt for exploring a new island or beach location. The Carters travel a lot, so they usually opt for date nights in that consist of Chris cooking and drinking a delicious bottle of red wine with their dog Clark snoring in the background. They also love the beach and usually opt for Gulf Shores for a quicker trip or Mexico for a longer trip. Ashley and Austin enjoy walking down to 12th South for a breath of fresh air and time to talk. Sometimes they sit down and eat at the good restaurants or bars on the street. As for travel, leaving the country is the ultimate way to unplug for them because cell service is more spotty or non-existent. Recently, they have visited Nicaragua, Peru, and Cuba. Ashley chimed in that they also love Asheville. They have family there and also got married there. She said that it's one place that is fairly easy to get to where they can truly disconnect and de-stress. The mountains and outdoor opportunities are incredible for hiking and exploring. The yoga scene is awesome, and they love being able to end each day with a beer and a good meal. For Maddie and Wesley, City House is a favorite date night spot. At this point in their life, weekend getaways are more doable, but they are planning a South America excursion for their honeymoon next year. Personally, getting to interview all of these couples was very eye-opening and transformational for me. They gave me insight and advice that I find impactful in my own career journey and relationship. It served as a good reminder that the most important thing is to get started, dive into what you are passionate about, and to believe in yourself and your significant other. There will be ups and downs, but having grit through the thick and the thin is key. When considering entrepreneurship, it is important to assess the pros and cons, your personality type, and to make sure your family is also committed, whether you are co-owning a business or not. I would love to hear what our listeners think and how what you heard today resonated with you. Please reach out to share your experiences with us by emailing newinnashvillepodcast at gmail.com. You can also sign up for our mailing list and access our social media at www.newinnashvillepodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, please review and subscribe on iTunes and refer our podcast to a friend today. Thanks again to Nashville Fit Magazine for sponsoring this week's program. Don't forget to pick up their latest issue at your local gym and to connect with them at nashvillefitmagazine.com or on Instagram at nashvillefit. Thank you to Jared Anderson of Evergreen Productions for producing and engineering our podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time. The music in this episode is provided by Carrie Ann Larson. She is a singer-songwriter who strives to write songs that people hear their own stories in. You can find her music, including her latest single, Fairweather Friend, on all digital platforms.